Hello and welcome to my podcast, Novel Times with Simi Rao. Today I have the pleasure of talking to Catherine Noor. She's the author of Land Sharks, which is the first book in the Triangle series. Welcome, Catherine. Hello. Thank you, Simi. I really appreciate being on your podcast today. It's my pleasure. Wanted to talk to you about your book for quite some time. So um, let's begin by you telling us something about yourself and how you came about writing the series. All right. Well, my name is Catherine Noor, and I live in Hawaii on the island of Oahu in a town called Kaneohe. And I actually worked in a, a downtown Honolulu law firm for 19 years where I was, became a name partner. And in 2007, I actually left and started my own office. Um, my, my law firm was an insurance defense litigation firm, and I've always practiced in that area. And I've done a lot of interesting things along the way, uh, including being a per diem judge for about three years. And I was a triathlete and a, a triathlete official um, for quite a few years, about eight years, and um, have been a swimmer all my life and uh, running, uh, ran marathons and cycled. And uh, now I'm kind of a Zumba enthusiast as well as a writer and uh, uh, enjoy lots of travel and um, herding my two Siamese cats. Wow. <laughs> That's quite an illustrious career. And, um, and you have managed to do so much. And I just wonder how. Um, so uh, yeah, just then tell us how you came about writing the series. Well, you know, it's an interesting story, Simi. Uh, I actually never thought I would write fiction. It kind of intimidated me. And, but I'm, I've always been a, uh, I love books and I love reading. And um, when I had injuries from triathlons, I would actually attend the Maui Writers Conference for a number of years. And I had an idea of writing a nonfiction book, which I ultimately wrote called Managing Risk in Sports and Recreation. And that's actually a, a textbook. And um, then I continued to go to writing conference, learned a lot about um, the writing business, about publishing, about marketing. And ultimately that writing conference, which was very famous, uh, that ended, they, they had to close up. And there was a writing conference on Oahu that was kind of, I think it was maybe by the same people or something. And I met some wonderful people and we formed a writer's group where we would talk about writing fiction. And the plan was to submit 10 pages a month for critique. Well, I felt very intimidated and I voted myself least likely to actually finish a fiction book. And um, I also thought that I was probably the worst writer of the bunch. It turned out that I was the one who actually wrote all these novels and published them and no one else, one other person wrote one and we stayed together for about 11 years. And mm -hmm. so 
and you know what's interesting about tri uh, the Triangle series, it started out Land Sharks, the first book. It started out um, being called Winning Obsession, and the way I uh, wrote that was very slowly. It took me a very long time, and I would write ten pages, my required ten pages, while I was watching TV, and I ended up trashing about most of the book at one point and rewriting it. So it was a very long process. But ultimately you um, wrote it and um, and then you wrote the rest of the series and you're now you're a professional writer or <laughs> established writer. Sure. Very yeah. popular one. Yeah, it took me years. The first book took me years. Um, and then I have to say, interestingly enough, I, I became much more regular and more devoted to writing. And the next book, Free Will, the first draft took me 10 months. And the, the mm -hmm. third book, VO2 Max, I, I wrote the first draft in three months. So wow. I wow. improved my, my speed, that's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for writing this series because the only knowledge I have of the triathlon is via the Olympics. So <laughs> I really appreciate um, what you have done. And um, I, I like that you had uh, in your first book, The Land, Land Sharks, you have devoted an entire chapter to, you know, whole process of the race, which was um, really wonderful to read. Um, and I like the way you integrated the sport with the story also. Um, so coming to the book, um, Land Sharks, that I personally describe as a legal mystery th thriller, sort of, uh, it begins with a bang, um, a terrible accident, quote unquote, uh, during um, triathlon trial. The, uh, yeah, the, the Olympic, uh, U.S. Olympic um, trials. Yes, yes. Um, uh, where a participant gets killed and another one gets seriously injured uh, and the plot I think involves insurance fraud so um, I'm curious um, how common is crime in sports you know I actually uh, pay a lot of attention to that um, you know I don't I don't think it's very common I, I, I think when you when there is something like fraud or a crime, it does come to the public's attention because it's unusual. Hmm. Yeah. So um, for me too, I, I was kind of um, struck by, you know, reading this book and I was like very curious about how, how, how many um, crimes do occur in sports because I think athletes are pretty, um, you know, righteous and <laughs> straightforward people but of course there are bad apples everywhere so um uh and going ahead with the book um Zaina West um by the way her her name is uh very interesting how did you come up with it actually that's a great question um I was come trying to come up with a name for her her original name was Rachel and I was told by a, um, a, an agent or a publisher that that was too common of a name 
and that would have to be a, a romance if the lead character was Rachel. Mm. So I actually came up with a name when I actually a lot of my names, my ideas come from going to Starbucks or Jamba Juice. And there was a gal that worked at Jamba Juice and her name was Zena. And I asked her about it and it was a combination of her dad and her mother's names. And so I did the same thing with Zena West. Hmm. I, I just love that name. It so, sounds so cool. And uh, I think it fits her, her personality. Sure. Um, so she is, uh, you know, obviously the protagonist uh, and uh, sort of a rookie attorney, I think, um, just starting in a law firm. And um, she's asked to um, assist in this case, given that she's uh, an, a triathlete. Um, and she has a troubled past, so her achievements is achievement is really admirable. So, um, given your similarities with uh, Zena, how much of you is in Zena West? You know, that's a really good question because I actually tried really hard to make Zena West not me, and mm. so. I'm a blonde, short person, and Zena West is a really tall, um, thin, kind of like black-haired person with straight hair, and I have curly hair. I was trying to, I thought, somehow I thought when I was writing it as this amateur writer that that making her physical physicality so different than me would make her different, but then my friends who read my books, they say, they really think Zena is me, but you know, another thing that I tried really hard to um, make her distinct from me is I made her past set forth in the um, latest book, Zena West Diary. I made it so different than me. And, and um, you know, and I knew all along that she had a backstory that was extremely different from me. I grew up in a golf and country club, um, not in a, you know, perfect household, but... Um, with divorced parents, but it was a far cry from Zena's homeless, homeless, homeless youth. So, mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of people have seen like her drive or right. ambition as like me or her, you know, what she does, attorney, triathlete, of course, that's me. Um, some of her foibles with men. Okay, I admit that's me. Um, <laughs> so there are, you know, there are similarities, but I deny being Zena West. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think sometimes we try very hard, but you know, some of the um, characterizations and the, they just seep in <laughs> into right, right. in the characters you write about. Sure. So um, I, I really loved reading about, you know, the business of law, the process of preparing for a case, uh, which is provided in some detail. And it's very, very interesting. Um, I assume a lot of it comes from your own personal experience. Is that right? Absolutely. And I will point out that the reality of law practice in Hawaii anyway, is that if you are an insurance defense litigation attorney or anyone in civil law, uh, as opposed to criminal, you will probably not go to trial. Um, they have a very um, 
a robust arbitration system. And most cases, they either settle beforehand or they go to arbitration or they, mm. but they rarely go to a jury trial. And I was very adamant that this book not be um, false in that, that, you know, all of these books have these big trial scenes. Mm -hmm. I did not want to do that at all because I thought the reality is it's pre-trial litigation. And so I have depositions, I have motions, um, I have, you know, uh, investigation, but I do not have a trial scene very specifically because it's not realistic at all. Yeah, I, I was I was curious about that. Like uh, most of these books have a huge kind of trial scene and it kind of ends with a bang. <laughs> right, know? right. Uh, this one too ends with a bang, but not necessarily with a trial scene but yeah I, I I appreciate that you kept it realistic because we do need to know what is what is really happens versus what is uh, you know fiction um, so um, from what I know and what your book confirms is that the legal field is highly competitive and cutthroat um, there are good and bad apples as there are in every field. Um, you also sort of point out throughout the book how women are treated. Um, there seems to be blatant uh, misogyny and it takes a lot of guts and gumption for a woman to stay, you know, the course. Um, did you experience similar prejudice in your career? Okay, you know, that that's an important point to make. Um, I went into the practice of law uh, absolutely being gender neutral in my attitude. I did not pay any attention to whether I was a female or whether other people were males. It did not enter into my consciousness. I had the attitude that no matter what my gender, I was going to succeed or fail based on my work. And, um, and you know, I... I, I knew that despite, uh, you know, other people might think, I truly didn't think it was relevant whatsoever. And, um, it, and that's, I think that served me well. When I started at my firm, it was, there were 22 people. There were two women uh, attorneys, me and another attorney. There was staff that, was, that were women, but... Um, the attorneys were primarily male, but I just kind of ignored that. And um, I just wanted to be a partner. And it took me about five years. And I was one of the first um, people that they uh, promoted to partner for quite some time or, you know, it wasn't normal uh, in that firm. And um, uh, but what was interesting is what drove this sexual harassment kind of theme in this book is that there was an attorney that I dealt with that I really couldn't stand that w that was a sexual harasser, but I didn't really, but you know, it's interesting. This was when I wrote this, it was before the Me Too movement. And I wasn't mm -hmm. really that, um, I didn't really call it sexual harassment or what I saw around me. I didn't define it that way. I just thought that's the way people are. That's the way it works. And I remember being as when I 
when this sexual harassment occurred, I just was as nasty to the guy as he was. <laughs> so, he deserved it. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, so I would like, you know, I, I um, sort of pretended that it didn't bother me at all because it kind of really didn't. I, I, I kind of hit my dislike for him was so much more than the sexual harassment. And that what happens in the book is much more severe than anything I ever experienced um, because I really um, dramatized it and, and made it, I exaggerated it, but it was, it was born out of seeds that I had seen in, in my experience. Mm -hmm. And um, that was your experience, but do you think, uh, does that happen to other have you, in your experience, have you noticed it happening to, you know, your oh, female colleagues? You know, what's interesting is at my firm, I did notice that there was kind of comments made by male attorneys and to females. And um, those comments were probably made, but, made to me as well, but I ignored it completely. But I did notice that there were um, female attorneys who really bothered by it and there was one attorney that wouldn't even go into the lunchroom because she didn't want to be harassed and mm -hmm. I thought it was like part of how it was and it kind of didn't really bother me I thought everyone was just joking around all the time and I didn't think it was really sexual harassment mm -hmm. do you think the with the me too movement um, has it brought a change in the attitudes of, you know, these men towards how they treat women. I think it does. But I will point out that, that I think it was much worse um, before my time. I started practicing law in 1988. I think that before then it was much worse because when I went to law school, about 50% of the... Um, class was women at University of Utah College of Law. And, you know, so women were really, um, maybe it wasn't 50%, but there was quite a few women. And, and um, it seemed to me that women were really entering the field. Um, I think that it is a problem, but I think that with the increased number of women and the um, now that it's been the Me Too movement really has probably put some fear into some men about their behavior. So I hope I hope that it will just continue to get better as mm -hmm. it is. So um, what advice will you give women who want to pursue a career in law? Uh, I would say go for it and don't, you know, I think I did the right thing by sort of uh, approaching it kind of gender neutral and just knowing that, you know, I could do anything that I wanted to do and not feel, not feel like your gender is all that relevant. Just charge, mm -hmm. charge forward and, and let your, um, let your work speak for itself right right that's how it should be <laughs> yeah it should be like that but right. you know i mean it, it's it it isn't reasonable to 
uh, or realistic to uh, know that, I mean, it's not realistic to say that it, that there isn't prejudice in all different ways about gender, race, everything. I mean, it exists. Um, but, you know, uh, sometimes we have to um, just work hard and not let that get in our way. That's right. Um, so um, let's move on to uh, talking more about the book. Um, I really enjoyed all the characters in the book um, besides Zena. Um, and there are several. And I like them especially because they're fleshed out three-dimensional characters. Um, you know, so you, you, you delve into their you know, their, their personal lives and their past um, really like that because they, you know, uh, it's like there are human beings as well and it's, it's not just Xana. Uh, um, so I particularly like, you know, Jerry Hirano, Xana's uh, love interest and uh, the Alexander twins, Megan and Heather. Um, Heather uh, is uh, is particularly interesting to me. I mean, how you created her. Um, um, she has an um, uh, eating disorder. And then um, she's also um, does other some um, wicked things. Um, and she she's playing a smart game. But then so is Megan. Um, how did you get the idea of writing your characters? Well, you know, it, they're all composites of different people or and then adding imagination. So someone will say, like, I remember my dad said that he knew who the, the Alexander twins were. Hmm. Because there were some twins when I grew up that were my friends. But the characters evolved into to human these these young women who were kind of evil and they had nothing to do with the twins that i knew when i was a child and but what's really funny is the last name alexander one of my friends she wanted me to name a character after her and i did mm. i did name a character after her and so her last name is Alexander, but I changed the first name to Megan. It, it, it isn't my friend's first name, but, and then Megan is totally different than my friend. So, you know, they kind of evolve into when I'm writing, I think, oh, you know, I think I'll give Heather um, an eating disorder. <laughs> right, right. You know, it has nothing to do with the, any real people I know. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, um, I happen to have, know some things about that because I've read some books about it so I thought oh I th throw that in there but Jerry Hirano was really fun to write because he's a composite of all these men I know and and so people will will think okay like he has that characteristic of, you know that's like that one person but wait a minute that person doesn't have a red Ferrari that person <laughs> you know, isn't a TV star, <laughs> you know, I mean, mm -hmm. they just, I have like in my head, sort of these composites of a person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I keep adding elements to them. And it kind of just disguises 
um, the people completely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think everyone has a crush on Jerry Hirano and always trying to figure out who would play Jerry Hirano if <laughs> if uh, there was if this was made into a movie or a TV series. I think it would be perfect, uh, you know, for a movie or a TV series. It reads like a Hollywood thriller, actually. Yeah, you know, um, what's, what's interesting, Simi, is um, because I, I dabbled in screenwriting, I, hmm. I, um, I was working on that before I wrote a novel, and I wrote it so that it could be made into a TV series or a movie. Um, I actually even thought of, how can you do the sets and how can this be made fairly cheaply? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope that, you know, that comes to, we can see it one day and I, I'm, I'm going to definitely tune in because um, it's, it's so much fun to read. I can, I can actually visualize everything. Sure. <laughs> so, um, uh, so um, at times while reading the book, uh, as you kind of yourself have said, it's a kind of a satirical commentary on, you know, on various things. Um, did you mean to do, you know, write it in that way? You know, what's really funny is that um, one time I asked a friend of mine who is an attorney in Seattle when she read it I said well did you think it was funny she goes oh no not at all I, I read it like a you know it was very serious um, novel and then I then when I talked to my friend who's a triathlete who was like my triathlon buddy she said that she would read it out loud to her husband while they were driving while he was driving and and uh, they would just laugh <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's that's because she was an insider on the triathlon stuff. Mm. And then I think the people in that worked at my old firm, I think they probably think it's pretty funny because of a lot of references to things that they can relate to when we all work together in the firm. So it depends on who reads it and whether they're an insider. So for most people, it'll be a mystery, a romance, but for those insiders, I think it'll be kind of a comedy or a satire. Hmm. Uh, but a lot of uh, uh, truth, facts laced into the fiction. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, that is what makes it um, so interesting. Um, so would you like to tell us more about the triangle series sure um okay land sharks is the first book and that's where we meet zena west and we you know learn about the sport of triathlon and we explore some characters in our firm uh free will the second book um that was really inspired a little bit um by um the Lance Armstrong series. I have a, a character that is sort of was inspired by Lance Armstrong and he was kicked out of um, cycling or professional cycling for doping. And then he became a triathlete. Um, and VO2 max is kind of, I, I actually think that's probably one of the more important of the books. And that one 
you know, I had this idea that uh, what would happen if um, triathlons were um, that the the pro athletes made as much money as um, pro tennis players or pro golfers. And so that's kind of a rags to riches story, which starts out with these triathletes that are home, that become homeless in Honolulu and ultimately become like um, big stars in the profession and are become reality stars and, and they end up making a lot of money. And then hmm. Dana West Diary is the prequel and that's a YA book, but I think a lot of adults really enjoy it. It's really the backstory of Zena and it's an it, it intertwines Zena's story um, of being homeless as a child and having um, some challenges with her father and then another another adjacent um, story about a girl in California who actually finds Zena's diaries in um, the trunk of a a car that she's given for her 16th birthday and how how reading those diaries change her life and kind of intertwining their stories it's, um that a lot of people have really raved about that book yeah uh, that sounds really interesting and i'm sure um you know young people who uh, or any anyone young and old would find some inspiration um so um, what are you working on at this time? Uh, well, you know, lately I've been working on chapters for anthologies. I wrote a, a, chap, uh, a, a story in a book called Island Fever that was just released. And my story is called Honeymoon. And um, I think that, that if, if someone wants to kind of try out... Um, something that I've written, um, they can read um, Get Island Fever and read that story. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm, I have a number of, of unfinished manuscripts or, or, or works that I, you know, partly through. I'm, I'm, I have a show called The Wide World of Esports, and I'm writing a nonfiction book with that name as well. Hmm. So um, I think um, that pretty much kind of rounds up what I have um, to ask you about. Um, do you have anything you would like to add today? Well, would you like me to read a portion of? The yeah, book? Um, yeah, I would definitely would like. To, but in general, if any, if there is anything else you you think you would want to say that I haven't touched upon. No, I think you really have touched upon a lot. And uh, I, um, I definitely, I will point out that the series is basically what I know. I'm not writing about what I researched. I'm writing about the inside scoop of lawyers and the real practice of law as a lawyer in a place that I practice. And, mm -hmm. and I write about triathletes from a perspective of being a triathlete. And so everything I wrote about and about Hawaii and really Hawaii is a setting here. I mean, that is a, like- it's, That is true. It's a character. And mm -hmm. if you like, if, 
if someone is going on a trip to Hawaii, like they're going on vacation, these books are really good to read because it does really provide the insider view of Hawaii. But what I did not do is I, even though I have, um, Hawaii is a place with a, a wonderful inclusion of people from all over Asia and, um, and US mainland. And, and I try, a lot of my characters are Caucasian because I, I did not want to like um, write from somewhere I didn't know. And so there's mm -hmm. Asian characters in there, but um, I did not want to presume to be able to like show their, their culture. I, I showed a Hawaii culture, but as a person who has lived here 30 plus years. Right. Yeah. And that's what I, I do appreciate that, you know, uh, this book is set in Hawaii and, you know, you can actually see um, the bright sun and the sand and, you know, hear, <laughs> hear the ocean. Well, you know, I, I almost I kind of did while reading the book. And, um, you know, I appreciate that you're brought in so many different, uh, you know, ethnicities uh, include it's very inclusive this book and um, I really like that and I think that's practically the you know the structure um, of Hawaii is right. um, mm -hmm. yeah so you have you made it very realistic in that that way and I and appreciate you for for that so uh, yeah these um, I, I have only read Land Sharks and I really enjoyed it but and I plan to get the get into the other books too but i think that these uh these this series is a great way of um you know getting um learning uh about law and uh tri triathletes and um in a beautiful setting of hawaii um it's i don't i don't think there's uh, any um reason why someone would not want to um you know buy these books and um, experience this uh, because it's not just entertaining but also uh, educational um, so uh, we will conclude by Catherine reading a passage from her book Land Sharks and before she does I just wanted to let her listeners know that her Catherine's books are available on all platforms and wherever fine books are sold. So um, if you would go ahead and read, read the passage, Catherine. Practicing law in Hawaii wasn't exactly paradise. Before moving here last year, Zena had imagined relaxing on white sand beaches, running and cycling on sunny days, cooled by trade winds and swimming with dolphins in warm turquoise water. Instead, she spent most days shivering in her air-conditioned office and only glimpsed an ocean view when called into a partner's office to accept another mundane assignment. Rather than sip a Mai Tai and thumb through a trashy novel, Zena drank water from the hallway and poured through piles of legal documents. There was no sand between her toes, only bags under her eyes. 
After Leilani's text, Zena tucked her phone back into her knockoff coach bag, not wanting to be tempted with Twitter, Facebook, or Candy Crush. From time to time, her secretary, Sylvia, with weightlifter strength, carried even more documents into her office to pile on any portion of her desk where wood was showing. She didn't bother straightening any of the toppling paper stacks. Messy meant productive in this law firm. When Zena had started her job several months ago, sure she was going to change the world and help people like all other newly minted beauty pageant-like idealistic attorneys. She hadn't imagined the firm would not even con consider going paperless, much less take on pro bono work. This firm was all about dictaphones, pink message slips, typing pools and billable hours and daggummit to Jaina's misbelief, Frank Gravel was going to keep it that way, but she wasn't going to let him stop her. Even ever since the triathlon bug hit her at the age of seven, Zaina had been competitive. She loved the idea of edging out her competition during the last few meters of a race, but in reality, it didn't happen very often. The same was true for law school. She had worked hard trying to earn more points than her fellow students, but was never one of the few awarded A's. Zena had renewed hope now after moving to Hawaii and making a fresh new start far away from her troubled childhood. She planned to be the best associate the firm ever had and maybe even become the first female partner someday if she didn't get fired first. That's why she rushed to the office every morning before dawn to win the in the door race. The partners didn't notice her daily triumph, but when she used her key to open the front door and flipped on all the light switches at 5.30 a.m., the victory felt sweet. Okay, so thanks for reading, and um, it was great pleasure talking to you today, Catherine. Yep. That was fantastic, Simi, and I hope everyone enjoyed hearing all about land sharks. <laughs> yes, and I'm sure they are looking forward to reading it and the rest of the series, just, just like me. Um, thank you. All right. Thanks so much.